You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. A quick reminder to please follow, rate us, and review us wherever you find your podcasts. And was there ever, ever a doubt that on the week when a new Champions League winner will be crowned, And when national teams from across the country and across the nation and across the world and everywhere are being dispersed, heading into what's going to be a very busy summer of the Euros and the Copa America and the Gold Cup and the Nations League and so on and so forth, that we would have our resident soccer analyst, Brian Doan, also doubles as a national recruiting analyst at 24-7 Sports, joining us on the podcast. Brian, how are we doing? Well, I'm watching Villarreal versus Manchester United uh, in the Europa League final, hoping for Villarreal, and then hoping for in the Champions League that somehow Chelsea and Man City figure out a way to just not have a winner. Can they both lose? But hey, listen, Liverpool is in the Champions League again. That goal by Allison, the header by the goalie in the dying seconds uh, a week and a half ago. What is that worth, Blair? About $100 million now? What a phenomenal walk-off moment. Oh, unbelievable. It's one of those things that kind of sends chills down your spine. And I can't wait when the U.S. finally starts again with qualifying for the World Cup. And you know what I think of the manager for the U.S. national team. So let's just get through June with a couple wins, huh? Yeah, well, it's going to be an exciting (laughs) summer. And you can catch a lot of that action over on Paramount Plus and the CBS Sports app. So if you want to tune in for the Champions League final this Saturday, Manchester City versus Chelsea, you can do so via Paramount Plus. Hey, and it's also on CBS. I was going to say, I think it's on CBS, like over the air. Yeah, but everyone's on the go now, Brian. Everyone, you know, I'm out at at the beach or I'm down doing errands, you know, going for groceries. What what do you go, Venice Beach? You go to Venice Beach and throw the the weights. Around, I'm a right? Newport Pushing Beach guy. Iron, push, yeah, but you push the iron around up in Venice and kind of just flex and everything. And let everybody, <laughs> you know, who's no, I'm a, I'm Newport Beach guy through and through. I love the fish tacos <laughs> down there. But enough about our oh, lives. Oh, fish tacos. Oh, can we make it a food podcast too? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into, we do a lot of crossover here when, whenever you're on the podcast, we talk obviously soccer and we talk baseball. And in this case, we're going to talk a little baseball and the son of a former baseball great Doc Gooden is now a top 24 seven member in the 23 class. Dylan Gooden, a player that you have been able to profile and write about over at 24 seven sports. What can you tell us about Dylan Gooden, the son of baseball great Doc Gooden? Oh, he good. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So he's a 6'6", 200-pound defensive end out of uh, Our Lady of Good Counsel in Olney, Maryland, which, you know, produced some players over the years. You know, one of the powers down in D.C., DMV, you know, Maryland area. So it's really an interesting story. And it's just kind of funny how things work during this pandemic stuff, you know, because so they're playing. They played in the spring, right? They had a couple. They had a five or six games in the spring. And it happened to be like a Friday night and I'm sitting home doing nothing, you know, cause I'm married with kids. So I have nothing to do. And so I decide I'm going to watch this game on YouTube because they're not really letting fans into the game. 
And all of a sudden, this kid starts flashing number 17. Number 17 starts flashing all over the place, rushing a quarterback, chasing down plays. And I'm like, who is this kid? Because I had seen good counsel on a stream earlier in the year, and he was nowhere to be found. So I start texting some people, and they're like, okay, you know, he's Dylan Gooden and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, this kid, you know, he's got some ability. You know, I'm going to wait week after the weekend's over i'm gonna call my folks at good counsel see if i can find out some intel on him and everything and lo and behold find out he's dwight's kid and so i was like listen i think i like i was sold on him before that and then you put the genes in you know play there and, and it's crazy because he goes into it he was a receiver receiver tight end wasn't getting any reps wasn't getting on the field you know other than like a small reserve role where he wasn't doing anything so the coaches wanted him to play defensive end i talked to doc and doc's like yeah i wanted him to play defensive end but it's got to be his own decision finally he makes a decision during a bye week with two games left has four sacks in two games one against st john's which is a fantastic program in dc two more against St. Francis, which is one of the top programs out of Baltimore. And all of a sudden, the offers start rolling in. And, you know, you're talking about Penn State, A&M, Notre Dame, Michigan State. I mean, just a, a bunch of them come through. And he's got no idea about recruiting, doesn't have any idea about, wait, I'm supposed to make visits. But I thought it was interesting. And then, you know, I was talking, I talked to, to his dad, Doc, and he's like, hey, listen, he thought baseball was boring. He loves football. That's his passion. He want, you know, he plays basketball too, but football is his passion. And Doc's like, listen, I've I've been around a good athlete or two in my day, which you know, of course, you know, eighty six Mets. And so, you know, just listening to him talk about how now his son understands the drive it takes to get better and, and continue to work. I think he's one of those kids that you really watch, and it's really exciting to see what he's going to be in the fall. As now he's got some success, he's got the talent. Good counsel will do a great job developing him i think it's just an all-around neat story you know and, and it's it's kind of fun knowing that uh you know when when doc was a pitcher was kind of uh in my high school days yeah that means you're old brian the well i was gonna is... say i i remember <laughs> telling blair i remember telling you who he was because i think for 86 what was it like 15 years before you were born <laughs> no, a few, a few years, but I, I get I get where you're going. So Dylan Gooden, 6'6", 200 pounds, weak side defensive end. Um, and the, the thing that I think is striking is now everyone's going to know him, right, as Doc Gooden's son. And the fact that he thought baseball was boring, I kind of like that, right? Like as a defensive end, you want a player that wants action. You want a player that wants to get in there and, and kind of cause havoc in, in the backfield. So if he thinks, you know, baseball is a little too slow, for his for his taste uh first i would i would be i guess a little curious to to figure out what doc thought about that opinion um but also you know the fact that he plays at a position that snap in snap out is all about activity i think it's pretty interesting yeah i mean listen doc doesn't kick i mean he just wants them to be happy and play right i talked to him about you know what were your thoughts on it and he, he just wants them to be happy to play and enjoy it and understand how to you know, for hard work and teamwork. I mean, you know, a lot of parents would be like, oh, NFL, NFL. Doc's just like, hey, man, you better work hard at the next practice or your next workout or next this. He's, he's and, and I had dealt with, with Doc a little bit when I had covered the Dodgers and, and Doc would be around at different places and you would talk to him, either spring training or whatever. And he's always been a great guy with the media and somebody who always saw the, the, the big picture and, and kind of didn't get too 
overblown with things. And I know that could come as a surprise to people, but he was always, you know, he was always a good hearted person. He came across that way to me whenever I would speak with him and it hadn't changed. He just wants him to have success and understand that it's not given and you keep working for it. As far as Dylan's play on the field, he is, I mean, you see it more and more now with what defenses are doing, whether it's a four, three or three, four, you want to be able to be versatile so you can be multiple, even in your defensive looks. And he's a kid that can play defensive end with his hand on the ground. He's got the athleticism to stand up, drop into coverage. I mean, you know, I, I invite people to go on his his 24-7 sports profile and check out, you know, some of the clips from his his spring season. And and you'll see, I remember texting, you know, Gabe Brooks, who, who, who does yeoman's work with our rankings down in Texas. I'm like, yo, you got to check out this kid, like the, the clip at the one minute mark where he makes a play where you're just like, oh my goodness, this kid's elite. I mean, athletically, he's elite. Yeah, Dylan Gooden, a four-star prospect early on in the 2023 class and certainly one to monitor heading into the summer as we continue with the camp circuit. We're going to be back with more from Brian Doan. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The dead period has been in effect for well over a year now, but when June 1st hits, and that is next week, the dead period will be finally over. Official visits will be back. Unofficial visits will be back. And the coaches and recruits will be finally able to meet face-to-face. So with so much going on, don't worry. We will cover everything you need to know right here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast feed. For the whole month of June, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, make sure to listen for our special five-minute morning episodes. I will be joined by your favorite 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Analyst to preview the visits, recap the biggest news, break down the big commitments. And as we will navigate, we'll we'll surely be a crazy recruiting month together. Remember, it's going to be every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in the month of June right here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast feed. Brian Doan, so in your neck of the woods, this is becoming, I think, a trend that maybe we weren't anticipating in this class. And that would be Rutgers sticking in the top 10 for the recruiting rankings heading into the summer. They just picked up a commitment from the number one player in the state of Jersey, and they are now number seven in the composite team recruiting rankings, which I know if if the normal college football fan looks over and checks the list and checks the rankings, they will be surprised to see Rutgers so high. Forget the the you know normal college football fan. <laughs> Pretty much everybody that knows anything about college football is going to be surprised by it. You know they they get Jacob Allen, offensive tackle out of the Hun School in Princeton. Lives in Spotswood, New Jersey. You know probably ten minutes from where I live. He's just a kid who's long, athletic, has to work on his technique, but he's got a world of potential. I mean, I remember seeing him a few years ago when I think his only offer was Central Michigan, and I thought, this is the frame and the feet of somebody who could become a big-time offensive tackler, and I think he could be that. 
you know, that he's going to Rutgers, I think, what do they have, five, four stars now? And I know people are surprised, and I get it. I get it. I mean, Rutgers has, for the most part, made a history of falling over itself, making bad hires, not putting money into the program, just not getting it. But to me, you know, this is what you brought Greg Schiano back for. This is why everybody who was not the athletic director wanted him to be the head coach, because they knew that he could recruit, and he had the experience from the NFL the experience as Ohio State's defensive coordinator, where he was considered one of the top recruiters in the country, one of the top one or two recruiters in the country with Ohio State. You know, there, there were so many things that went into it. And what is really convenient for people to either look away from, not understand, or just forget is when he left Rutgers to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, A, the rebuild he did at Rutgers was amazing because his first few years they were, you know, everybody looks at his overall record, but what they don't realize is for the first four years or so, they were winning three games a year. And then after that, he was about, I don't know, probably about a 65% winning percentage at Rutgers and took him to bowl games. But when you go back and you look at that last class or two, he had a lot of, I mean, he was getting the kids. He was getting kids that were going to be four-star kids that were going to be committed or they were committed. And that class the last two classes was, was filled with a lot of talent. And he was doing that, not knowing if they were going to be playing in the Big East, the AAC, not the ACC, the AAC. So now you put the Big Ten there. He had kids that went through, his own kids went through the recruiting process. So he understands that. Given him money, I mean, he's got a staff now that is paid well. I mean, their D-line coach is making like 500K a year. So they're paying well. He's got great support staff. They're going to build new facilities, so they have some drawings for that. So, yeah, he's doing a great job, but they have a new president there who's finally figured out, hey, you know, you probably do need to spend some money to, to be successful in the Big Ten. So there's a lot of other things at work involving Rutgers, but it starts with, with Shiano and who he's hired and his, you know, his tireless work ethic. I, I know being on, on calls with kids – They'll be like, uh, you know, it'll be 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And they'll be like, I got to go. I got to, I got to WebEx with Rutgers. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's like 10, 45 at night. So they're putting a lot of effort into it and they're reaping the rewards right now. Yeah. And it seems like that energy is is paying off on the recruiting trail. Number three among, among big 10 schools right behind Ohio state and Penn state in the rankings. And and I'll, I guess I'll repeat it. I'll say number seven overall in the nation heading into the summer, which is yeah, pretty and, and monumental. It, 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 it is. And look, they're not going to stay there because I think they have, what, 12 commits now. And, and I don't know how they, many they, more it'll take. I can assure you, I can assure you that they won't. But I think regardless of where they finish, it, it shows that this program and that staff are at least putting in the effort and, and now hoping that recruiting success turns into some on-field success. No doubt. And they got a quarterback, right? That's what they need. They need a quarterback and they, they got a top 100 quarterback in Gavin Wimsat. So they're putting the pieces together. It is a big rebuild. You know, I think they won, what, three Big Ten games last year. And entering the season, I think they had like a four-year losing streak or three-year losing streak in the Big Ten. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's impressive what they're doing. But, you know, if you're going to pay a lot of money for your coaches and you're going to pump a lot of money into the program, you know, you should expect good results. 
And, and Brian, before we let you go, I, I did want to discuss some of the moments or some of the connections that you're able to make down at the UC Report Charlotte camp. You were able to catch up with Amarian Hampton. He's a top 150 prospect nationally, the number 10 running back in the composite, uh, one of the top players in the state of North Carolina. And he has a, a number of high profile options on his recruiting list. Yeah, he does. I mean, look, he's, he's going to officially visit Florida on June 4th, Auburn June 11th, Penn State on the 18th, cap it off with Ohio State on the 25th. That doesn't tell the full story, though, because he's supposed to be at North Carolina when the dead period ends and, and visits open up in early June on unofficial. He's talking about scheduling an official either a midweek in June or in the fall, which kind of gives you an indication. He's a kid that lives really close to North Carolina's campus. So even though there's no official set right now, that's the one to look at. But the one thing that's interesting about Hampton, and I spent some time speaking with him because you know he was just there to check it out because you know he broke his ankle during the spring and had his foot in a boot. There are some schools there that things could really change during the official visits. You're, you're going to see schools be able to, something we haven't seen in a year and a half, schools make up ground because they can get a kid on campus and get him around the coaches or, or around the players in the program. And so I think, you know, for Hampton, that, that's something I'm, I'm, you know, obviously you watch all the visits, but in particular, I'm watching those Penn State and Ohio State visits with him at the end of, you know, toward the toward the end of June. And then I, I was also able to check out, and, and I didn't know this kid really that much going in, Fisher Anderson, an offensive tackle, you know, out of Tennessee. I, I loved watching him and his build and, and how he looks. And again, you know, he's got official visits to Northwestern, UNC, UVA, and Stanford. And I think it's going to be, you know, one of those schools, he's a high academic kid, but that, one of the great things, Blair, and you know this because you've been out on the road too, is getting back on the road where you can just see these kids and talk to them. A, you realize they're, they're great kids and, and, and it's a lot of fun to talk to them because, you know, they have great views on, on a lot of different things, but, you know, things are going to change a lot in recruiting in the month of June with things opening up. And, you know, there's a reason that, that you're going to be hosting a podcast three days a week in June, because there's going to be a lot of news to talk about. And like I said, there, there were a bunch of kids at this UC report that I've already written about, whether it's, you know, the two I just mentioned, Jacob Hood, an offensive lineman out of Tennessee, you know, George Petaway, the big time running back from Virginia was there. I saw Noah Rogers, a receiver in the 23 class, who's a top 247 kid. is I mean, He's remarkable. Remarkable. Deuce Caldwell, the linebacker. I mean, just go on and on. There were so many kids. It was so fun just to be out there and, and watch them. Yeah. And for all the latest for our listeners, you can check all that content over at 247sports.com. Brian Doan, National Recruiting Analyst for 247 Sports. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll let you go and continue to kind of work your starting 11 U.S. men's national team lineup. Hey, I got to get Villarreal past the finish line in this game for Europa. So, man, <laughs> so man, you doesn't bring home a trophy. All right. That is Brian Doan. You can follow him on Twitter at BrianDoan247. That'll do it for us this week. Remember to check back next week for more episodes of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.